Welcome to the No Look Podcast. I'm Rue. On this episode, LaToya Cantrell, mayor of the great city of New Orleans, will get into the upcoming December 5th elections, the previous election, and more. As always, Ugash has the interview. My man, take it away. Mayor Cantrell, can I say that it's truly a pleasure to speak to you again in what is very historic times. Can you talk about the December 5th election, which is another important election for the city of New Orleans? So we do have a military package going to the voters on December 5th. Early voting starts November 20th through the 28th. Our current meals will be rolling off the book in 21. So the timing of this is not our timing. <laughs> it's just the time that the meals roll off and the need to renew them is right now. So unfortunately, given everything, we just don't have a choice because we really do uh, need to keep the renewal and the resources moving forward, you know, uh, in the city. But at the same time, we have been very intentional about how we restructure uh, this renewal package that will also come to the voters as a tax decrease. We have a total of three propositions that will be on the ballot. And again, no new tax, no increase. Uh, the first proposition is infrastructure and maintenance. And this will create a dedicated funding uh, source that allows the city to maintain as well as upgrade infrastructure projects uh, in the city and across you know, every councilmatic district in the city. The city of New Orleans has never uh, had a dedicated, a dedicated um, a fund for maintenance. Since Katrina, we've invested over $1.5 billion in infrastructure improvements that tied to our facilities as well. Streets, roads, drainage, bridges, you name it. But there is no source of funds that will help this city maintain the investments that we've already made. And so, as we restructure this millage package, uh, the infrastructure and maintenance will bring in an estimate of $10.5 million in its first year with an upward of $375 million in investment over the 20-year lifespan of the millage. In addition, you should know that our capital budget cannot provide funds for operations. So, again, uh, this will allow us to have team maintenance in place. The second proposition is early childhood education and library uh, millage. And this will allow us to fund both the early childhood care and education along with libraries in a way, again, that's unprecedented and that we've never done before. Um, approximately $4.5 million per year for the next 20 years will be generated for, again, early childhood and the library system. $1.5 million will be allocated towards the early childhood piece. Um, and roughly $3 million to the public library system. Again, that will be over uh, $30 million that we'll make an investment for early childhood. About over 10,000 of our families and children need this right now. Um, the city has been providing well, this year $3 million, $1.5 from our general fund, and then I found an additional $1.5 Special funds are really for money that we've um, held folks accountable that have not delivered resources to the city, like lease agreements, 
that we were able to make that additional 1.5 billion available, totaling the three. But that's something that, and at that rate, the city cannot do consistently or long term. We will keep the 1.5 million investment, but with this millage approval, this is where that 1.3 will make up the total 3 million that we can uh, provide towards early childhood and even leverage that against the state match for early, early uh, childhood education. Uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, issues that I see right now is in terms of the challenge on this one is what we're feeling and seeing is coming from the library itself, internal, uh, some of our employees uh, being one of our board members. Um, so we do anticipate some level of opposition, but at the same time, understand that our library system is healthy, will remain healthy, uh, will not uh, uh, see any reduction in services and libraries and programs. Uh, it will actually see uh, more effective programming and increased programming uh, that will be more aligned with what the needs are in the community and, and people that the library system serves. As we look at the budget of the library and what they have spent, Annually, they're running a surplus uh, that we don't have the luxury of running based on the needs that we have throughout the city. However, uh, they're expensive. Uh, we have looked at them and we do know that they can continue to operate at that same level and we're just right-sizing their budget with their expenditures that have been in place again year over year. Uh, over the past six, six plus uh, years. The final uh, proposition is affordable housing and economic development. Uh, this one uh, is and will generate about 4.25 million for affordable housing and 4.6 billion for economic development in its first year, but upward of 317 million investment over the 20 year lifespan of the millage. Um, what we do see is that in this uh, COVID environment, and of course our opportunity, but what I call an obligation to pivot toward the more diverse uh, economy and helping our people pivot uh, to these growth sectors, that we need to bring workforce readiness opportunities to residents in ways, again, that we have not done before, and how we have restructured our economic development plan as a generational plan to build, to build our people up. And so this will also allow the city to now move towards place-based development practices that we have um, officially uh, put in place a pipeline of affordable housing. We focused on that in our first two years. And now it's about making those investments more with our small businesses and communities as well as uh, our commercial nodes or uh, commercial nodes throughout neighborhoods as well. But again, being able to leverage with additional resources that we get uh, from HUD, but HUD is not enough, and that's why we've looked at every source of funding that we can to ensure that we can have an effective affordable housing strategy and plan, as well as on the economic development side. So these are the three uh, proposals that are propositions that will be going to the voters. When I say a reduction in terms of uh, the tax burden, a tax decrease, 
is because we're moving from eight meals to two five meals, and that will yield that reduction in um, the tax the taxes uh, that people pay starting in 2021. You kind of built out a lot of what what is uh, important in this particular millage, and we had a high turnout in the last election. Um, that just passed. And that is something that I think is um, something that people are excited that they went out and voted. But most of the politics that really affect us is local. How is it that that, that you all are, are making the pitch that, hey, this investment is worth it and people should go out and vote? So why is it important that people continue to be civically engaged, especially with an issue like this? Um, I guess I think it's very important uh, for people to continue uh, to vote now we knew um, that there would be a turnout or a reduction in turnout for the most part um, in the in the runoff, and 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 often with that, uh, wanting to be able to put our best foot forward in order to have the local voters, our voters, support the this budget renewal, and also in the form of a tax decrease. It's important because it aligns with a lot of the. Uh, civil and social unrest that we've seen um, throughout this pandemic, quite frankly, but knowing that we came into this pandemic at a deficit. So in order to continue to support not only initiatives of this administration, but the priorities that have come from the ground, um, we, we need our people to vote and support this. And I know it's a priority front for them, because they demonstrated that they understand through previous elections like the November election in 2019 when we asked them to support our 500 million in bond sales in which they did that were aligned with all of these all of these priorities that are tied to this renewal package so affordable housing economic development infrastructure maintenance uh, and of course, tying in our libraries and early childhood are part of the priorities that the public uh, not only have expressed, but they demanded that through their vote. So we believe that this just keeps us going in the right direction in the, in, in the midst of a pandemic. But even as we look at recovery um, after this pandemic and also the 40,000 people, you know, that we still have unemployed uh, and the 4,000 every week that are being denied UI benefits. So the economic development investment is more critical now than, than really ever before. And of course, on the housing side as well and the early childhood side. Our sit-down with Mayor LaToya Cantrell continues after this message. This week's episode was brought to you in part by Mr. Chill's First Class Cuts, located at 2734 South Carrollton Avenue, is the premier barbershop in the city of New Orleans. Founded by the iconic Wilbert Mr. Chill Wilson, it continues to be the place where one can receive first class service. So today call 504-861-7530 to make an appointment. Mr. Chill's First Class Cuts, continuing the tradition of excellence, service, and giving back to the community. Now back to our interview with LaToya Cantrell, Mayor of New Orleans. 
Arts. The problems of not having an economy that is diverse enough with well-paying jobs in the city of New Orleans continues to be a problem. In addition to issues of equity, what is it that your administration is doing to address these problems? So focusing heavily on the, the small businesses, minority-owned businesses, but also um, people of color, period, as it relates to workforce readiness opportunities uh, and helping our, our people, you know, investing in them so that we can create the talent pipeline, you know, that we need in the industries that are growing, and particularly blue, green, and even gray infrastructure. On yesterday, you may have heard the Advancing Cities commitment to New Orleans of $5 million over a three-year period with the sole focus being on black businesses uh, as well as our young people. So this is going to tie in very nicely and be that leverage. Um, and we're also right-sizing our partner, meaning the New Orleans Business Alliance. We are, um, um, what we're doing is, uh, what's the right word? We are reducing uh, the amount of economic development dollars that are going to NOLA BA and, and ensuring that the city is more intentional about targeting our small businesses as well as our workforce. And so this restructuring is happening now. It will be uh, solidified at the end of this year, the CEA agreement, and we're pulling workforce from underneath NOLA BA putting it where it should reside 100%. And that is in our workforce development, job one, office, and on. So what we know is evident in the city of New Orleans, and also as I talk to uh, mayors, I serve on this global task force, C40, with mayors from around the world, and there are only two that represent the United States, and that's myself and Mayor Durkin in Seattle. And one of the things when we meet weekly, we talk about our recovery and how we're going to get our people tied to jobs and opportunities. And what we're seeing, the greatest impact is in our lower wage, you know, area, our lower wage community, which we also know in our city, black folks are the majority in that bucket, you know, um, in regards to those jobs. And so we also have looked at the fabric of our cities, and we know that in our city being a coastal one, we know that our city dealing with climate change, we know what's in our city dealing with the infrastructure work that's happening and that will continue to happen over the next several years. Multi-millions of dollars, you know, investments that we're making. We have to have a pipeline for our, our people to maintain uh, the investment. And, and it's going to be teaching our people uh, green and being prepared for these green and blue infrastructure jobs. And we need them right now. So it's not a, it, it, it's not a, a joke. It's like right now we need them uh, because we have to maintain these investments again that we're making right now. So uh, we're just going to be very intentional about workforce readiness in these areas uh, and in other growth areas like medicine and the health industry and nursing and the like. But the MBA, the infrastructure side of this is a booming uh, growth sector that we have an advantage to take this. We have uh, we have the advantage in our city uh, because it's at our it's at our front door and how we're dealing with it uh, head on. Now people are facing issues around eviction, housing insecurity, etc. Now this millage would in turn help some of that. 
Could you explain to the people of the city, what is it that the city is already doing and how this can actually help help supplement what's already going on with the city and helping with housing insecurity? That's a great, that's a really a great question because with this millage proposal and how we'll be able uh, to use these dollars towards affordable housing and giving us that great flexibility that we need, it will absolutely enable the administration to continue our rental assistance programs that are operating in addition uh, to our landlord uh, community, but also in addition to our homeowner community. We're seeing our people now struggling to pay their mortgage. And we also know that this is tied to our landlord community, but not everyone, um, you know, has a rental property. So this will give us that flexibility to keep programs, the ones that we have now going, but also the ability to create additional programs that are aligned with the needs of the community that may change over the course of 20 years. But that's why we need that flexibility so that that we can grow, you know, with our city and be more aligned with the needs. And I'm going to tell you, that was the issue with how this current millage was structured. It was, it was so, um, what do you call it, uh, it was so restrictive and and what happened by being so restrictive we had money in certain funds because of this restrictiveness we couldn't use so we need the flexibility that will go into the same areas you know infrastructure maintenance and the like and housing and economic development but with the flexibility that the city needs this also will allow us it's that program which is the homeowner occupied rehab program that we know seniors desperately need, but because of the uh, redevelopment and in some cases gentrification that we have seen and experienced in the city, this will again grant that flexibility uh, to be able to assist those homeowners so that they can make those improvements that they see being made all around them. And while their property values are increasing and maybe you know, they're, they're uh, being feeling the, the, the push to move on out because they cannot sustain or maintain. We want to help our folks stay in their community where they always live, where they've always invested so that they can continue to build transferable wealth. And um, and that's, that's what we see, you know, as the goal here. Okay, quick follow-up. Um, because you did mention uh, you are one of two mayors that is on on a global panel talking about the pandemic, and and uh, and I think that honestly I could say that you are one of the people who have stood out in terms of really fighting this pandemic at at the local level, and uh, so we give you all the props, sister. But let me ask this: in terms of the new administration that is coming in office. Will there will there be a better relationship between New Orleans and those who are at the federal level that could perhaps help the city move forward in in all the areas that you have spoken about? Oh, absolutely! I, I do believe that we will find great partners in the Biden Harris administration. But I will also have to add that the city of New Orleans has maintained a working relationship with all of our federal partners, and we will continue to do that. Uh, we have so much federal money that we need to spend that's on a deadline, and I am not in the business of, of turning that money away. I'm in the business of getting those projects done so that we can benefit and be better because of them. 
And so we have always maintained a working relationship, and that is my commitment with this administration and even the new administration coming in. I think, of course, New Orleans fits very nicely with uh, the way that our congressional uh, leader uh, served, at, you know, uh, in this election process, and also uh, with additional opportunities to lead uh, in another capacity. Uh, but make no mistake about it, the relationship at the federal level will, is good and will remain strong with the new administration. And quickly on a quick personal note, because Kamala Harris uh, getting elected as an African-American woman, as a woman of color, and you as a groundbreaking trailblazer yourself, what did you what did you feel when you saw her getting elected and what did that mean for this country and what did it mean to you? Well, it means definitely progress uh, on so many different levels, especially being a year from the uh, Voters Act that allowed women to vote, but not necessarily black women. Uh, but having her represent women of color, people of color uh, in our country, I think the time is definitely right. Uh, she uh, used my words by saying that, you know, it, it's annoying that I will not be the last. And so I really appreciated hearing those words from her because that's what this is all about. You know, change happening from one generation to the next. And while we are now in these roles, it makes us even... I guess have an even greater responsibility to ensure we do our job, we do it as effective as possible, so we will not be the last. <laughs> thanks for listening, and thanks to Mayor Latoya Cantrell. The election is on December 5th. Please go out and vote. Also, subscribe to the NOLA podcast so you know when that next episode drops. Until next time, for my man Bugaj, I'm Rue. Peace.